Opinions expressed on this podcast are those of my guests or mine and do not necessarily represent the views and opinions of Rosa T. Beard, the Beard family, our respective employers, organizations, committees, other groups, or individuals. Welcome to the Telling Her Story podcast. I am your host, Jennifer Lynn, and in this monthly podcast, I am taking you all with me on a journey of discovery to learn more about the life and legacy of my grandmother, Mrs. Rosa T. Beard, who was a pillar in her community and a part of Black history. We will be visiting with those who knew her in her many different roles to hear how her story influenced their stories. This is going to be good, y'all. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. In this episode of the Telling Her Story podcast, we shift our discussion from the men of the award-winning Rocket Club to the ladies of the Rosa T. Beard Debutante Club, which was founded to groom high school girls for adult society. To help us uncover this equally historic club, we have the pleasure of speaking with Mrs. Valerie Tillman Davis, a former student of Mrs. Beard and one of the founding debutantes of the Rosa T. Beard Debutante Club. A native of Augusta, Georgia, after graduating from Richmond County Schools, Mrs. Davis went on to attend Payne College and graduated with a Bachelor of Science degree in elementary education in 1970. She taught in Richmond County Schools from 1970 to 1986, in Columbia County Schools from 1986 to 1999, and then returned to Richmond County Schools in 1999, where she taught until retiring from teaching in 2003, after which she began working and organizing as an event coordinator. Mrs. Davis is very proud and honored to have been one of Mrs. Beard's debutantes and has continued to participate along with other former Debs in many of the club's incoming debutante workshops and programs. Ms. Davis, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us to share your experience as one of the founding members of the Rosa T. Beard Debutante Club. So let's dive right in. To begin, can you tell us how the idea of starting a debutante club came about? The idea started um, with the debutante club, but it initially was not called the debutante club. It started as um, one of our um, devs um, told me, Mrs. Um, Margaret Butler Johnson, and she said what happened was when we realized that the the young men in our class um, that they had started the Rocket Club, and, and that was only for the guys, or the boy, the young men, um, that we young ladies had questions and we wanted some type of organization that highlighted us also. And so, um, but Margaret mentioned that it was first called the Charm Club. Now, I really don't remember that, but um, but she said that, you know, we wanted, we went, all of us as a group, went to speak to Mrs. Beard concerning, um, we had questions about how things were and how um, we should go on as um, students at A.R. Johnson, and, and we had questions about different parts of our lives. Um, our social lives, our personal hygiene, um, different little things that maybe some of the young girls, we young girls, were not accustomed to, 
you know, having anyone to really speak to us. During that time, parents weren't as forthcoming as parents are now. But anyway, we started off that way. We went, we had um, questions um, about um, the social issues that were surrounding us because we grew up during segregation. And most of us were born in 1948 and I was born in 1949. And um, we, you know, we wanted to speak honestly to her. And she addressed those questions and problems that we were encountering. And uh, she looked, we looked towards her for her, for guidance. Mrs. Beard was always one of those types of teachers that always gave us honest answers to any questions that we had, regardless <laughs> of how ridiculous they were. Uh, she made it possible for us to get together whenever we could, but we noticed that we could not, after a while, we could not always meet at school. I'm not sure if the Board of Education had some dealings with that or the principal, um, Mr. Reese, I'm not sure. But anyway, we then had to um, curtail our meetings at school and we had to have um, little group meetings maybe at the Wallace Branch um, Library across the street. Um, we did it on Saturdays and sometimes Sundays afternoon. And even the, there was a YWCA, I think that's on 12th Street or 11th Street. Yeah, so we would, you know, we, we'd had meetings there. And about how old were you when y'all started this? I was wondering that too. <laughs> so I did a little graph, but I, I, I personally, when I started, was it, um, let me see, that was eighth, that was ninth grade. I left from Weed School on the Hill um, because our school went to eighth grade. We didn't get, a, I didn't get a chance to go to Davison. And so when we entered, when I entered ninth grade at A.R. Johnson, I was 13. And so we were, in 10th grade, I was 14. So I'm assuming my classmates were 14 and then 15 for ninth and 10th grade. Okay, okay. And so when I was talking to my aunt, Reverend um, Cheryl Beard, during the first episode of the podcast, she mentioned that some of this kind of came about after an integrated field trip. Is that what you recall? Or like, what was that field trip? I didn't know, um, knowing how strict my mother was. <laughs> um, I know I, I probably didn't go, didn't go on that, um, that outing. I'm not sure. That's interesting. I'd like to know. I'd like to know that answer. Exactly. So, I mean, if when you're talking to the other, you know, founding Debs, if anybody mentions it, I would love to hear more about that. Um, Roberta Harrison Bush and um, uh, Margaret Butler were the two people that gave me some, you know, information. Um, I'm sure they'd know. I just didn't get to go on a lot of um, outings. That's understandable. And so, you know, you mentioned that y'all approached Mrs. Beard to be kind of an advisor and to ask the questions and all of that. What made you or why do you think um, that you all decided to go to Miss Beard? Uh, because we felt comfortable with Mrs. Beard. She was that type of teacher that we respected highly. She would, when, now I took classes from her, some students didn't 
but we they joined the, the young ladies they joined the club with with us um, but we noticed that she was the type of teacher that was always very adamant about making sure we knew how to behave or how to uh, um, carry ourselves how to speak correctly um, how to have that respect within ourselves you know she would make little comments during the um the class um session so we felt comfortable she was that type of teacher and let's face it all teachers regardless of how long ago this was until present even the last year that i taught school a lot of teachers um it has to come from within you know you have mm -hmm. to be that kind of teacher that can read students and she probably saw some problems that she knew that was happening and she would call sometimes she would call students to the side or either she'd ask them to stay after class you know after the class was over um she never did for me but i know i felt comfortable with her now there were there were teachers we could not talk to comfortably <laughs> <laughs> and i love her to the you know i loved her uh, but um, Miss um, Laney, she taught me literature, but she was a, what do you call it, a straight shooter? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'll never forget, my mom had made me this dress and she said, honey, your mother is going to have to come pick you up. My, the back of my dress was right at, just right at where my bra, my bra began it was right there and she thought it was too low <laughs> so i love that dress it was so pretty and uh she called my mother at school my mother taught at weed school elementary school and um she had to leave school and come pick me up wow yeah. now miss lucy laney or um her niece oh um, okay she was the miss laney who the school was named after mm -hmm. he was her niece wow okay and then um in terms of the founding members of the debutante club do you remember some of the names of the founding girls yes the girl the original group yes not all of them but the um but the ones that I know, you know, know of, there, you know, there are plenty that were there, but they did not become debut. Um, they didn't attend the debutante ball. I'll put it that way, okay. because there was a, you know, um, a fee for knowing. Well, the fee would have been not to pay Miss Beard, but that I guess that was a cost. That that's the correct word. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, we, you know, for the gown. And right. then there were times that we had to go to class, special classes, etiquette classes, how to walk, how to sit, how to serve, believe it or not, tea, <laughs> how to set a table, uh, things that we had to, you know, discuss cleanliness and everything. But maybe these young ladies who did not participate didn't because of timing or money right but of the ones that um did participate do you have some of their names uh yes okay there was a sylvia elam margaret butler 
um, Jeanette Spencer, um, Patricia Beckton, um, Barbara Morris, Maddie Bernie, um, let's see, Linda Cobb, Lucille Travis, um, Dorothy Morgan, um, let's see, Ernestine Hollins, I'm trying to think, Rhonda Riley, Angela Shepard, uh, well, she's Shepard now, I'm sorry, Angela White. Yeah, but I'm trying to think of others. There were, it was a, you know, there were many of us, but they, everyone did not, you know, they did not um, participate in the activities when it came to after school activities. Right. And so the, the club started, if I call, recall correctly, was that around 1963? In 1963, yes, because 62, 63 is when we went to Laney. Yeah. Okay. 62, 63. And then in 65 was when you had the That's first right. debutante. Right. Ball. Okay. So in terms of you, you mentioned the founding members and some of the girls who participated. Do you know or remember who the officers were? Yes, I do. The, um, our officers chosen for the 1962-63 year um, were um, our president was Patricia Beckton. Our vice president was Maxine Hammond. La I'm sorry, Lanham. Our secretary was Roberta Harrison. The assistant secretary was Teresa Gordon. The treasurer was Renata Williams. The historian was Ernestine Hollins. The parliamentarian was Annie Howard. The reporter um, was Laura Acree. And Best of all, our advisor was Mrs. Rosa T. Beard. That's history. Yes, honey. Yes. Wow. And then, so you mentioned you all did, um, you know, I guess over those two years or so, you know, different activities and you had etiquette classes and did you do any volunteering or like what other activities did you all do? We, did. we um, gathered um, funds like toiletries and things for the needy and um, we, I, I think, I know we did a project and we had to take, um, I'm saying baskets, but um, I'm not sure if it was an um, actual basket or bought, um, bags or boxes. And we sit them, took them to different community centers and churches. Um, you know, like the community centers at that time were very important. Um, in the communities, because each community had um, a place where kids can go to play play games, or the boys could play basketball. The girls could make little projects, pot they because the pot um, holders and um, different, you know, different little things like crocheting or knitting, things like that. But as far as volunteering, we, they did that, and even with church um, church activities. We did that. That's great. And so fast forward then to 1965 when you had the first cotillion ball. And so do you remember what venue, where where was the first cotillion? The first cotillion, and I'm so glad you asked that, was at the National Guard Armory. 
that's where we had the very first one. And initially, we as young people did not realize that there was a problem, okay? I didn't know that there was a problem until afterwards. And my mom told me that it was said that Miss Beard received death threats. I'm not sure if that was true, but that was the, the consensus of some of the parents saying later that that was a problem. And I'm not sure if that affected other people from participating. I'm not sure. But as cautious as my mom is or was, I know, <laughs> I know we, I never would have participated. But um, that, I, yeah. And, but parents, some, you know, the family, families came to support us as the, uh, the nine of us when we were um, presented. And um, I know that Margaret Butler was saying that um, she never heard that. Um, but I know later on, my mother did, you know, she did tell me that. that right. Um, and my aunt mentioned that as well, um, Reverend Beard, that, you know, about them receiving death threats because that the National Armory had historically been segregated. And so when they found out that they were presenting young black girls there, there were threats. Yes. And see, during during those years, the only debutantes, and I know I knew because my grandmother worked for a family whose daughter was a debutante, but um, that was, of course, all white. And because it was because it was, um, what is it, uh, segregation during that time, that was a no-no, that we would, we would be, have the audacity to have uh, and be debutantes and have a cotillion. Yeah. Wow. But it was, it was very nice, and I'm kind of glad we were, maybe we as young people were not told what was happening, but everything seemed light, and we had, we took photographs with our escorts. We could choose um, friends of our family, the, the young men that were at, at our school with us, or just relatives um, were, were our escorts, and um I know my mom made my gown. In fact, I still have it. <laughs> I still have my gown, but um, really? just, yeah, wow. just, just as a keepsake. So anyway, but um, after that, and we had um, food um, that was prepared for us. I remember Mrs. Jackson is your aunt, right? And I yes. remember, yeah, I remember her being there. Yeah. Now the oh, and also the um, sub devs, and I could only remember two, uh, Mrs. Renata Williams Boston, the one that is the owner and director of uh, the Williams Funeral Home. Well, her, um, um, she was our first. She and I know Frankie Cummings. I'm not sure what Frankie's merit name is, but they were the first sub-debs. And out of all of the girls that you listed before, which which of you, what, who were the nine? Nine were Ernestine Hollins, Margaret Butler, Valerie Tillman, Patricia Beckton, Dorothy Morgan, Maddie Burney, Linda Cobb, Jeanette Roberts, Lucille Travis. 
unfortunately, we have lost, let's see, I think it's three, three of us. Um, Lucille Travis, Jeanette Roberts, Maddie Burney. Wow. Yeah. It's, is this sad? I'm sorry to yeah. hear that. Yeah. And so are there other memories that you have from, you know, when you were talking with the other founding Debs and things, are there other things that come to mind about the debutante club or the cotillion? You know, we discussed um, different things because there are some young ladies that were having um, personal problems that were discussed. And Miss Beard made sure they did not divulge a lot to the rest of us. So she would talk to them individually. I think I mentioned that earlier, but um, we also, you know, we we also discussed um, about how how to dress and how to, if we wanted to wear makeup, um, our cleanliness, um, how correct speaking and walking and table manners, um, even looking into the future for dating. For most of us, it was far away. <laughs> 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 and um let's see and then a lot of you know a lot of other things that we did um little um excursions we had um some of us got to go you know to different parts to um of the city and um but like and then some of us didn't um we like i said we would work we would uh, meet and work do little projects either at the Wallace Branch Library or um, sometimes church, the churches. Um, I think Miss Beard's church was, is Antioch. Mm -hmm. Antioch Baptist. And we, oh, also we had a ceremony, ceremony, and I think it went on, I think it's still happening that we would have, it wasn't called a rose ceremony. We would have um, roses but we would go in February around Valentine's Day. And I think the very first one might have been at the little YWCA. But um, anyway, from then we had teas that we would present our mothers with flowers or a candy. But um, we had um, religious ceremonies at, at Antioch, at Antioch Church. That's beautiful. And it's amazing because some of the things that you're mentioning, they're still doing today, all, you know, all of these years later. And so that that's really phenomenal. But isn't that that seems so important because this way your your grandmother will always live with us. She'll mm -hmm. always be al alive with within us because we keep keeping her legacy going. And as long as we do. As long as we do, she'll always be with us. Exactly. Um, I know during our, I think it was our 50th anniversary. Could it have been our 50th? I remember um, I had the idea. I thought, oh, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to call all of the original debutantes. And I'm going to, we, I want to give Miss Beard a sterling silver charm bracelet and each person was supposed to buy a charm some of our our um 
um, Debs, I couldn't get in touch with, okay? But um, we did get give her and we presented it. And I think we presented it and I kept the article. I think this was when we gave her the, the charm bracelet. It may have been the 40th. We were at the, um, I think it was at the Bell Auditorium and it was in 2003. Wow. I'm not sure. I have the photo, the newspaper clipping. Um, it was January the 23rd, 2003. It was posted in the um, Augusta Chronicle, uh, Richmond County Neighbors. Oh, wow. And it has five of us, uh, Margaret Butler. It has Jeanette Spencer, uh, Valerie David, well, Valerie Tillman then at that time. Well, I was a Davis at that time, Jeanette Roberts and Maddie Burnett, I said Maddie Burnett, it was five of us. And we presented Miss Beard with a charm bracelet, a, a sterling symbol. And I, I remember each of us put, got um, purchased a charm to go on her bracelet. That's beautiful. So from 1963, that would have been 40 years. Fond memories of your grandmother. She was a wonderful lady, wonderful lady. And so just in terms of all of the things that you learned um, when you were in the debutante club from, you know, the etiquette and, and the charm school and how to dress and how to carry yourself and even into dating, do you feel that impacted your life or how did that influence your life later on? It, it, it made me very conscious of how, um, how important it is to have pride in in yourself thinking that you are the most important person in your life your own self life and that i'm controlling who i present myself to be in in good situations and bad situations how to handle handle um, people who may come and and i'm speaking racially may come towards you um, how to respond, how to treat people, um, how to conduct yourself in a meeting, um, how to deal with um, job interviews. We had, we, we had that. We had job interviews, how to speak clearly, how to make resumes or saying that, you know, what, you know, gave you us like an outline or guiding of how to or what to put down and you're honoring yourself, you're showcasing yourself. So all of those things were, were really important and I've always remembered them. Um, I remember my brother who was four years younger than I said, you take it, you're taking it too far <laughs> because <laughs> I've, I've always been that way. You know, I just believe what, what you know, I was taught and, um, and, you know, I just remembered it and it, it always, it, it always paid off. The way you treat people is the way you feel that you should be treated. And in fact, mm -hmm. it, it comes back to you. Mm -hmm. I agree. Okay. And then after high school, so where, what was your career path after the debutante club in high school? I love to draw and paint and do illustrations. I like that type of graphic um, designing. Um, and I always have, my father was an, um, an artist. He drew and painted also, and he worked as a craft, um, a draftsman um, for um, 
General Electric in Philadelphia. And um, so I kind of, you know, without knowing all of that, because my parents had divorced, but we kept, you know, we were in touch with him. And I knew that he had done that, but I had no idea that that was one of my interests or my talents. And I tried it and it was okay. And I thought, well, good, this is something I can do. So in turn, I, I started working with my craft. And, but little by little, when I started teaching, it became important. It, it, I implemented that into my, um, in my teaching career. Great. And so what, what grades did you teach in, in uh, school? From kindergarten to fifth grade. I never went over fifth grade, thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. That's great. And so I guess um, kind of one of the last questions for you would be, how have you seen the Rosa T. Beard Debutante Club grow and evolve over the years? Like, have you continued to stay involved every now and then? And if so, like, what are the things that you have seen stay the same? And then what has changed? I've seen changes when it comes to the, let's see, the involvement of the young ladies. Um, they're being serious about, not all, of course, not all, but some of the young ladies and what um, Roberta and I, especially Roberta and I, and maybe because we are the two that are, here and um because most of the other um devs moved away or passed away but i know um roberta and i would go to the workshops um that they would have in the fall and we would um speak to them and give them our views of how life was with the um the debutante club at the beginning and so by imparting information to them, they would ask us questions. And when they asked us questions, it was surprising because the things that they wanted to know were so different from our experiences. So we had to handle it the way as if they were our daughters. Mm -hmm. You understand? And so about um dating see we did not really date <laughs> in junior high school well at least most of us didn't and um and things about um just uh let's see makeup and hair and driving see none of us drove you know we didn't have cars mm -hmm. uh, you know it, it's a it was a different time it's a different time but at the same time, the ones that chose to be, to try out to be Debs and to go through the whole workshop and the regiment, they were good. They were, they, like my grandmother used to say, good stock. They really, you know, dug in and they tried and they seemed optimistic that this is exactly the thing that they need to make them complete as young ladies. Mm -hmm. um, I was a little worried. I wasn't sure because, you know, we see things on, in the media, on television, and you hear in the news. You wonder, where are our young girls? What, where are they going? Which direction are they heading? But mm -hmm. then when you see the debutante club, you think, my goodness, this is what Miss Beard wanted. That 
there was a club, there was a haven that they could, that young girls can go to and participate in and, and they could get what they need to be complete as ladylike and they have morals and they have vision of where they want their lives to go. So I think that the um, Rosa T. Beard's legacy does live and, and is continuing to go strong. I, I've never heard of any bad, you know, bad experiences for the debutantes, which is a blessing when you think about it, for that many young ladies through all of these years. Exactly. Never to hear not one negative about these young ladies. And so I just, I love the idea. I love the idea that it's still going strong. And believe it or not, we never thought it would go on this long. Because wow. I guess we thought that it would end with us. Because <laughs> <laughs> when you think about it, this was during segregation, you know, and we just didn't know. We couldn't see that far. We couldn't see that far. Mm -hmm. so. But thank goodness that you thank did. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. I mm -hmm. know. And I know I mentioned something about the community centers. Now, I know I I did not know a lot about other parts of, of Augusta, believe it or not. To this day, there are streets I don't know. And it's supposed to be popular streets <laughs> but because uh, I lived on the hill. But when I came to A.R. Johnson, I was able to meet young ladies and the the, the guys that were in school with us, I got to meet so many, many, and to find out that they were having the same issues. Now, my our parents, I think, broadly across the board for all of the young ladies that were in the debutantes, I'm just guessing that nobody had negative um, experiences with segregation or discrimination. I don't know how, maybe our parents protected us, you know, I'm mm -hmm. not sure, but I never, to this day, I have never had a bad experience. Well, that's, that is phenomenal. So I just, and, and, I, and I was gonna say also, I'm very proud because my daughter, she, I, I, you know, I am so happy that she was able to experience the debutante club red, uh, legacy and um, just very proud of her so that's great and that was going to be my next question to ask if your children participated in it um, I had no issues and no problems with my daughter but my son um, I really wanted him to participate and he did and I don't think he lost anything from it <laughs> but <laughs> but he did well yes that's great. And so I guess for the final question I'll ask you, and you touched on it a little bit in terms of legacy, but what do you feel is the legacy of Rosa T. Beard? I think her legacy lives on through the Debs and their lives and how, how the outcome came for each one of us, how we have moved on, we are carrying on her message of of unity 
Um, we walk in loveliness and gracefulness. Um, we have spirits of, of endurance through good times and bad times. And I think that was her goal is to make sure through it all, the dark times or the good times, the bad times or the good times that we prevail, we still can walk in loveliness, like she used to say, in grace and still hold our heads up high. I think that was her wish for all of us. And I think her dream came true. Wonderful. And on that note, we'll leave it there. Mrs. Valerie Tillman Davis, thank you so much. That's it, y'all. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to follow us at Telling Her Story Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And if you haven't already, please rate, review, and subscribe to join us each month for a new episode of the Telling Her Story Podcast. Thank you for coming along for the ride. Until next time, be blessed, be a blessing, and in the words of Mrs. Rosa T. Beard, live lovely for excellence.